Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Thursday, August 23. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Let's uh, pray for today. Heavenly Father, just uh, great to be able to call in your name. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for all that you are in the past, all you are in the present, and all you will be forever in the future. Lord, just beautiful to be able to say your name, beautiful that you know what we think before we speak, and God, that you even call us to this moment of prayer. So now as we reflect on your word, and may this word bring us to a new space and a new place as well, uh, where we're closer to you, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, new translation today, new international version, NIV, Romans seven thirteen through 25. Did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the commandments sin might become utterly sinful. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. Hmm. I like that. I like that version. It's good. All right. uh, Here's our question for today. If there is so much hope and freedom and joy in being honest about our problems and looking for solutions, why do we resist both of those? Well, who says that there is so much hope, freedom, and joy in being honest about our problems and looking for solutions? Why is that given as a fact? It's given as a fact that that's actually... I would say because there's not. There isn't? No, I don't think most people do enjoy being honest about their problems. Well, maybe that's actually, maybe that actually is the premise that's, that's wrong. That's probably... Yeah. That there is. Now, where did we get the idea that there is hope and freedom and joy in doing this? Because actually that's what the Bible encourages us to do. Where does to, it do that? To confront uh, the but reality of all this stuff. It, there's hope, freedom, and joy in doing this in the moment? Or is that, you know, like you oh, could... Oh, I um, see, yeah. There could be a lot of things that might lead to that outcome eventually, but they're painful while you're doing them. You know what I mean? So I think eventually there is hope, freedom, and joy in being honest about your problems, but that's way on the other side of actually going through that process. Is that why we resist it? Probably, because I think most people don't want the journey. Well, just like, you know, suppose you had, 
I don't know, a gangrenous finger. It's going to be yeah. better if you <laughs> cut it off with a pair of scissors. One of my favorite books when I was a kid that my dad used to read me was called Annapurna. And it's about a group of French mountaineers climbing the mountain of the same name. And they get gangrene and they actually have to cut off their own fingers. And they have to cut them off where the, the flesh is still alive. Mm. So it's painful. I mean, you would not relish doing that. But there's hope, freedom, and joy on the other side of that decision. They all went and lived. That's one, they one, one, have, one example. Yeah. They wouldn't have yeah. others, but at the moment, yeah. that would be an extremely difficult thing to do. I remember yeah. just being, there's similarly, what's that film with James Franco where he has to cut off his own arm? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he lives down the street, yeah. Yeah, he does live yeah. in Boulder. Yeah. Um, not James Franco, no. but the person that he plays in the film. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of things that you have to deal with that obviously are they're the right thing to do, they're the healthy thing to do, but they're not pleasant. And I think that's why we would resist. I think, yeah, I think actually that's why uh, I think we do resist that. But I think that the the joy is the the benefit of seeing the result of that uh, enough of, a, of an incentive to say, hey, it's worth us embracing this and powering through this and saying, yes, we'll continue this. Or is that the reason why we resist it because the pain is just too much? I think that's that the pain is a lot and the solutions are difficult. You know, any problem that you have, serious problem, if you're going to start moving toward a solution, it's going to mean probably something radically different in the way that you're approaching your life, possibly painful. Huh. Did you say radically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought earlier in the week you were saying nothing very radical. Oh, uh, I, yeah, did, I yeah, did. Yeah. I contradict myself. <laughs> but I'm using radical here in a different sense, too, because I think we were talking about radical more in a... Like uh, going off and moving to Antarctica. Well, maybe sense. you were talking about that. I was just talking maybe about a radical shift in our life. Yeah, I actually think that this is the. I think this is the issue that we have with with hope and freedom and joy that that God is calling us to this place. And this passage here talks about the fact that there is sin uh, is waging a war against all of humanity and the entire universe. And through this entire story here, uh, Paul gets to this point. He says, "Look." It's, it's, it's a horrible thing. It's a reality we all do. And we, we, we are struggling with this. And we struggle with this. The world struggles with this. Israel struggles with this. The, the universe struggles with this. And you say to yourself, there is no way out of here. And then, you, and then he says in verse 25, thanks be to God, because there is delivery inside here. And we're going to get to, obviously, to the delivery. It comes in Romans 8 and starts to build out a little bit inside there. But but there is delivery, and it is inside Jesus Christ, inside here. So to relieve ourselves from being a slave of, of fear or a slave of, you know, of our career or a slave of our possessions or insecurity or whatever it is that we are a slave of, that is the battle. And I think you're right. People don't like to have to address that kind of stuff because that's well and moreover i do have a belief that every single person anybody i've ever talked to for more than five minutes Mm. has at least one big kind of unsolvable problem Mm. so sometimes you know looking for solutions there are some problems that just really cannot be solved probably in this life they're probably not going to magically well, Go away. they may not be solved in the way that kind we would like them to be solved. Kind of a big sadness or a big a thing that kind of is a weight around. Yeah. Oh, and then here's another interesting angle on this. What about people who really do love being honest about their problems and they love oh, yeah. their problems and they like to talk about their problems all the time? Because mm. not everybody actually, that's actually hates a, talking that's about their problem. problems. That's another problem altogether. There are some people who, yeah. man, if they suddenly didn't have problems... 
what would, what would, or they, what would some people create about? problems to be able to talk about problems well yeah I don't I'm no, I, I know, I know. There are people who, who do enjoy that a lot, and they or spend a lot of time. To, I don't know, are kind of defined by by um, problems. I guess there are people who are, who actually do live in a state of continual strife, uh, and they actually do have. And and like you said earlier in the week, there are circumstances that just hit them in life that just it was not them. Nothing. Yeah, I mean that's another out of, thing. I think right, it's just nothing to do with them. Just. It was a whole set of circumstances just hit them, and that's just rough. Yeah, and my my mother, who's uh, chronically ill, always says, you know, people complain about chronically ill people because all they do is talk about Mm. how poorly they feel. But she said the thing is it's hard to think about much of anything else when you don't feel well, which is a good point. So I think people who seem obsessed with their problems, that can be a reflection of the fact that they're pretty big problems, and it's, it's hard to think about anything else when you're dealing with with big, difficult things. Yeah, when I was like, I think I was 22 or 23, I, I remember visiting this couple um, out in Margate and uh, they uh, they used to make matchsticks. Do you remember this couple that I, I told oh, you about? No, they, they made, them. They made um, all these models out of matchsticks, you know, boats and stuff and they were retired, but they had terrible, terrible arthritic pain through their entire body. Um, and, uh, and so they had pain in their joints and they had all these machines that they would attach in, to their body all the time through. There is still uh, a lot of like anguish that they were going through all the time inside there. And so that was just difficult for them. And I just, I remember that they, they said it was just hard for them to sometimes just to function through the day without recognizing that they're just in living inside pain. So yeah. I feel that, I feel that that That's kind of so stuff true. is difficult inside there. Well, think about this question today. If there, um, if there's so much hope and freedom and joy in being honest, and there is hope and freedom and joy in being honest in the sense of that there is a result out there about our problems, looking for solutions, why do we resist both, uh, and what can we do about that? Look after each other, live love, and uh, we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.